0: Welcome back to the No Clue Podcast, episode one thirty six. We are back. We are back. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Mike.
1: I'm Tyler. Welcome. Uh, where do you want to jump into? The brackets.
0: Yeah, it's a good first starting point.
1: Okay. So, what do you think so far? Oh, uh, it, com-
0: it looks competitive. Yeah, it does. Looks very spread out. I mean a lot of that is you know how the teams ended up getting seated. Yeah. Uh but this was because of the year was so messy. Mm-hmm. Uh there there's there's probably gonna be a lot of sleepers.
1: Yeah. Good point.
0: So I I could see the first couple rounds everybody's brackets being messed up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's well, gonna be it's gonna be wild. Those all the um, 7 and 10 matchups this year look really, really good. Yeah. Um, Georgetown's down at a 12. Uh, I don't know about that. Um, man.
0: VCU's never an easy win.
1: No, never. Never.
0: Maryland's looked good the second half of the year.
1: That Maryland-UConn's going to be a battle for sure. Uh, yeah, man, this is, it's going to be exciting.
0: Uh, I, I always look at the, for me, the biggest matchups to start with are eight, nine.
1: Yeah. They uh, are, and
0: Wisconsin you know, and North Carolina for me is like, I'm, I'm going to do my best to catch that game. Yeah. That's going to be a good one for sure. For sure. But if if anything, since I haven't watched a ton of college basketball this year, and it's all, like, kind of pieces of it, mm-hmm. I, I want to spend the first two rounds really seeing some of these top-tier teams. Mm-hmm. Like, I've missed out. On, like, I haven't seen Virginia all year. I've seen Kansas, I think, once. Yeah. You know, and a lot of these top teams, like Michigan, I, have, I picked to go far. But I really haven't seen them too, too many times. Yeah. Uh it's just kind of me relying on them continuing their hot streak. Mhm. And they're just a program that's used to the tournament. Mhm. So that's kind of where my confidence is with them. Alabama's mm-hmm. a team that's played really well all year, haven't seen them at all.
1: Yeah. I caught a, I caught a few Alabama games. They're they're tough. They're tough. Yes. Uh Patino's going to have have it that first round. Uh, tough, tough early round. You know, I I really uh, I, out of all the teams, I've probably seen. I've seen Iowa a lot, seen Gonzaga a lot, and I've seen Carolina a lot. And that's really probably it when it comes to teams I've seen more than two or three times. So to your point, yeah, I mean it's, it's a lot of teams that are kind of under the radar this year. I've seen Texas Tech a lot, too,
0: obviously. Yeah, me but. too. Yeah. It's just interesting, like, like Villanova I've seen a number of times, mm-hmm. and they've kind of showed me both, you know, flashes of what made them really good and flashes of why they slipped in the rankings this year. Right. So it's going to be weird. A lot of teams just haven't had the opportunity to, like, use this season to get better. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if, if a couple of these teams figure it out and all of a sudden we have, like, a, you know, I don't want to throw out a school name, for example. Like a Liberty all of a sudden makes a run, you know? Yeah. Somebody yeah. random.
1: Mm-hmm. I will say, um, Illinois is really good, but uh, to me, going into this, they weren't top-four seed good. The few games I've seen of them... But they're, you know, their fourth of the bracket is, it looks... Winnable? Yeah. <laughs> it looks the most winnable to me out of all the number one seeds. I agree. Because I don't really see anyone they have to go through that's, like, really, really tough. Oklahoma State, maybe?
0: Um, other than I, I, that... I saw a little bit of uh, Tennessee and... You know, if Tennessee gets that far, I I don't think that's going to be much of a challenge.
1: Tennessee and much of a challenge for who? For, for Illinois. Illinois. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't either. I don't either. I would say Oklahoma State is probably their biggest challenge down there. Houston is okay. That's fair. West Virginia is okay. But
0: yeah. Um, yeah, Baylor... Houston I just haven't seen at all, so I, I can't really say much.
1: They got a lot of transfers that this year that um, makes them pretty tough. Uh, Baylor got a tough one. North Carolina, Villanova, Tech. Arkansas is pretty good. I saw them play once. I saw Ohio State play once. They're tough. Florida's pretty good. Always pretty competitive. So
0: they got, they got a tough one. You know, I, I picked Wisconsin to beat North Carolina.
1: I, uh... That's one of those that's up in the air for me. Because Roy can coach his way out of those kind of games. But, you
0: know, but Wisconsin could battle their way out of those games.
1: They can. And I and looking at North Carolina's roster, this is probably one of the worst they've had. <laughs> yeah. No offense to those guys. you know They're playing well, but either way. No matter who wins that game, it's going to be tough for Baylor. Both sides. Wisconsin, too. I've only seen Wisconsin play once But I've seen North Carolina play a lot But um Yeah for sure That probably is the best matchup Now that I think about it Uh, You said that's the one you want to catch the most I think that probably is the best matchup of the first round
0: Yeah
1: Let's see uh, Michigan has They got a tough one Texas UConn, Maryland, Alabama
0: Yeah this is going to be fun, man. There's a lot of, uh, in Michigan's side, there's a lot, of, like Georgetown, LSU mm-hmm. has shown flashes of being really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, BYU is always, BYU is one of those teams that could just heat up whenever. Yeah. Uh, and So it's going to be interesting to see how they go.
1: And UCLA is in that playing game, so UCLA may come out of there, they're going to be competitive too.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting.
1: Gonzaga has to go through Iowa, Oregon, Kansas, USC. Yeah, Gonzaga got the toughest, I, I think. And that's if the if the high seeds, I mean, if the you know, lower seeds make it, they got they got a tough way. Creighton is tough. Obviously, Virginia is always tough. So yeah, it's gonna be exciting. Who who do you have um, winning it all? Just just not seeing that much just from what you have seen who do you have winning at all?
0: um well, I could give you my national championship. I think Michigan and Texas Tech.
1: You think Texas Tech is making it to the national championship? Yep <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right you got it. <laughs> I'm laughing now but hey I, I shouldn't I shouldn't laugh because it's very possible.
0: Hey, I, I, like, I really like what I've seen from them. And I did catch a couple of their bad losses. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every, every team in this list had, you know, every team in this tournament had bad losses. Yeah, except Gonzaga. <laughs> well, yeah, we know why that is. <laughs> right. Uh, There's
1: no one to lose to.
0: And that, to be fair, that hurts Gonzaga in a lot of tournaments. It does. So uh, Texas Tech has kind of had an up-and-down year. Uh, but they have a lot of talent they play they can succeed different ways which I really like from them
1: mm-hmm. that's a good point well we'll see I haven't done my bracket yet um, so I'm not sure who I have in the national championship yet but I'll get to that eventually uh, I'll probably post it on Instagram before but, uh, the game start
0: UCLA is playing Michigan State I think for the playing, yeah, yeah, that something about that game is stressing me out. Why? Like, so I, something just it just feels like one of those games that whoever wins it is gonna heat up and and screw up the brackets for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know um it,
1: yeah. It's just a bad. They could. Band. That's what I was saying. They could come that next that first round and knock off the higher seed there.
0: To be fair, I caught uh, about like. About a quarter of a game from UCLA, and they looked awful. Yeah,
1: they're... I'm not sure why they're in the playing game, but uh, probably strength of schedule because Pac-12 is is tough. But, yeah, I, I haven't seen anything great about them either. I think they have a couple guys with really good talent, but as far as being dangerous in the tournament, nah, not to me. And Michigan State just... Izzo is always going to find a way. Right. Always. I'm with that. Um, the rest of the playing games, I haven't seen any of them play. Texas Southern, I haven't seen. Drake.
0: I know. Is, is Wichita State in one of them, I think? Yeah, against Drake. Yeah. they're always seen. They're always a bracket buster.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they are. I would pick them to beat Drake just based off their history.
0: I swear they're better the lower seated they are uh, <laughs> in the tournament.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like they get that jump start of energy with the better competition or something. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's move on to the NBA. Well, where do you um, want to start? I. I'm not going to give an apology because every time I said it, he was playing bad and he wasn't doing anything, but since All-Star break, Jimmy has flipped a switch for sure. I mean, it's been two games and really just a little bit before All-Star break, but Jimmy Butler has definitely turned it on these last few games because it was clear that they were in jeopardy of not making the playoff, and they still are. It's only two games. They're only two games, um, uh, you know, two losses away from not making it. So uh, lately he's been playing like a beast, man. Everywhere, stats, taking plenty of shots, good shots, plenty of rebounds. Um, he looks great right now.
0: And, you know, as soon as he wakes up and steps it up, The team, like, all the pieces of that team fall into place.
1: Yeah, that's, you know, that's what we've been saying the last two years. is just all it takes is him to play harder. That's it. And, you know, it really isn't about him playing good because he just has to be there at the game. That's really it. He would just come to the games and be aggressive, and they play well. Look at the guys they're starting. Akpala... Uh, Robinson, Nunn, and Linux.
0: Hey, that's bolster for you, just throwing guys in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, he was doing that beginning of the season and it looked terrible. Even when Jimmy was there, it looked horrible. But Jimmy wasn't playing hard. And now he is hero off the bench. I love it. Finally. We've been, how many times have we been saying that?
0: After the first two weeks of the season, I, I was already skeptical.
1: Yeah, and he was when he was starting, he was just taking bad shots after bad shots. And but it was it's because
0: a... they started him. Why would I? I just didn't understand forcing him to be a point guard.
1: No, I, he didn't even understand it. Right? <laughs> yeah. Nobody understood
0: that. Nobody. It was like it was like for him to play well. Nobody else could have rhythm. And I'm like, you know, Jimmy Butler already does enough of that for the whole team, right? You know, you're you're starting to transition a bam doing some of those things. Why yeah. do you have why do you have your bench spark plug trying to like run everything? And the other
1: thing is where Spolstra messes up sometimes with that. And I guess I shouldn't just blame Spolstra, but it's the team. Hero doesn't run the same plays that Kendrick Nunn does. Like Hero does that pass off, he goes around a bunch of screens and comes back up to the top of the key to get the shot. Or, you know, get the ISO off the switch. None doesn't run that play. So it, when Nun starts, he doesn't take everyone out of the game for his plays. Because a lot of times, I mean, he just brings the ball up and gives it to Jimmy. And then Jimmy starts to play. But Hero never did that. It seemed like when he's on the court, most of the plays are for Hero to get it back to create a shot. Yes. And there's no point in starting him at the one to do that because it, it, it starts the game out where we're just playing hero one on five every
0: da- time down court. Yeah. It looked bad. And you see, as soon as they're getting away from that, they're, they're thriving. Yeah, they are. Absolutely. It doesn't look like a struggle to keep up scoring with teams.
1: No, it doesn't. Well, and part of it is because Jimmy's giving you 28. I mean, I don't know how to say his name. So KZ, Whatever his name is. every He doesn't score more than... Let's see. He scored four points the other night. Scored eight points last night. Or the night before last. He didn't give you more than ten points. So it's not about... They don't need to keep up... Like, everyone doesn't have to score for them to keep up scoring. Yeah. Because Jimmy's finally getting the his share of his points. opposed to him getting 14 points and expecting them to beat these tough teams. Drakic is back playing well. Well, I guess he's in and out because he, he missed the second game after the break. Oh, and, but. And
0: Bam Bam obviously has an easier time when he doesn't have to put up 30. Yeah, he does. Like, maybe he'll get to a point. I think he could be good enough to put up 30. Yeah. But you see it with Philly. Like, that's not exactly what it takes to just sustain winning. Right. So.
1: And And, and – you know, when Bam comes back, he has the tendonitis right now. But when he comes back, I I hope he doesn't feel the need to be overly aggressive one on one, because they don't necessarily need that from him, scoring wise. They really don't, and they do better when he doesn't have to do that. And um, I mean, they're using a Linux now who is kind of just playing garbage man or catch and shoot. Which is fine. Which is all they need him for. They don't need him to, yeah, they don't need him to do a lot more than that, and it's working out well. When the when the Heat players just do what they need to do, they play well. It's when they start thinking everyone is hot, and you know, like you said, hero taking so many shots, forcing shots. When Duncan Robinson is forcing shots right in people's face. From thirty feet away.
0: That's just when they to, start looking Just to like, get a shot.
1: Yeah, that's when they start looking like a mess. They really do. But they look good right now, man. I, I hope they do make this push. And I hope Jimmy isn't just doing this because Bam is out. I also really hope that.
0: You know, that that last part I'm a little concerned with as well. I'm not too sure. <laughs> when Bam comes back he's just gonna go back into yeah. the backseat. Yeah. But Miami, like Miami, has clearly woken up as a team. Like Jimmy has been a, a huge part of that, but now like Miami's role guys are settling into their roles and not trying to be more.
1: But when Jimmy is doing what he does, that's all they can do, which is a good thing. Is I think because when Jimmy only takes six shots or only has twelve points, they think, okay, well, we have to. Make up, because Jimmy (laughs) just isn't playing right now. (laughs) But when Jimmy's doing his thing, getting 28, they only get the ball so much. So they don't have to go over the top like they normally do, you know? Especially Kendrick Nunn. God, last year year was terrible. The playoffs, when he did that.
0: Awful. Yeah, so I'm excited for him. I think they got the tools to easily get through a a a round or two.
2: Mm -hmm. I don't know,
0: you know, you know, depending on who they get. You don't think they'll go back to the finals? No. (laughs) I I want to think that, but I just I haven't seen uh, a a finals contender.
1: Is it because other
0: teams got better? Or did they get worse? Um, they got to me. Miami has gotten slightly worse, mm-hmm. um, and it's actually because of their off their off season moves turned out to kind of be wrong. Yeah, uh, but that's like you know I I couldn't predict that same way they couldn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the biggest thing is just Philly is really good.
1: Yeah, and Brooklyn.
0: Philly's really good, and Brooklyn's. I don't know if they're really good but they're really explosive yeah so that's i just i don't know if miami miami could figure that out fast enough
1: right i got a uh, question for you can indiana be better than they are like possibly
0: <clears throat> well lavert just got back
1: i know i mean even with lavert playing at his best can they be any
0: better? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Watch, they're about to go on a winning streak.
1: Well, I, I don't mean by winning. I think they'll make the playoffs. But can they be contenders? Like, like, I guess what I'm saying is, is this the peak, this roster they have, is this the best possible roster they could have? Um, because it's, if they it's, got someone, they would have to lose somebody. And then someone else would not be doing what they're doing. Like I, I, I watched, I watched this last game. They played the Lakers, I, I believe.
0: Uh, Phoenix was the last one. Oh, Phoenix, Phoenix, yes. Yeah, yes. Lavert's first game back.
1: Yes, Lavert's first game back. McDermott had twenty-two off the bench. Um, McConnell was he didn't have a lot of points, but he was all over the place like he normally is. Um. All, all the bench guards came and played well. Holiday played well. Lamb wasn't there. Warren wasn't there. But this, the way they played in that game, Brogdon played great. Sabonis was elite. Turner looked great. Four blocks, eight rebounds, 16 points. I love it. I Watching them, I could not imagine them being better than they were that night. Like, I don't know what else. I mean, I, obviously Warren being there makes him a little bit better. But, like, I can't imagine McDermott having 22, Brogdon 25, Sabonis 22, a triple-double. But that's Turner. the thing.
0: That's the thing. You're In a best-case scenario, LaVert and Warren are there. Yeah. And you don't need as much of those points from those guys.
1: Right. But I, I guess what I mean is... Is there any roster move that would really improve the Pacers? Um, like I feel like they, I feel like as a roster, I feel like they're at their peak. Like this, I mean, is Demarcus
0: it. Cousins can make them better, obviously, but he's like, he's like the cheat answer, you know? Yeah, <laughs> he's like the guaranteed right answer on a on a quiz. <laughs>
1: yeah, because I mean, he doesn't. He can't make a lot of teams worse, right?
0: But yeah, okay. Um, but my thing, I I gotta see like Lever at eighty percent, okay? Because Laver, like Warren, Warren kind of showed us glimpses that if they have an elite scorer, all the other stuff they do well can make them a really successful team. But okay. but, but Warren is not an unstoppable bucket machine. Like Lavert could be,
2: <laughs> uh huh.
0: Like Warren, you know, you put a Jimmy Butler on T.J. Warren and you take him out the game, and that's that's it. Yeah, Lavert is too talented to just like individually eliminate from the game, right? And they finally have a guy who I think could give them that sec the like the second unit minutes to do that,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that's really. That's been the only thing holding them back is how limited they are offensively. Mm, okay. Because all that scoring you told me about just now with the box score results, yeah. it tells me that they're limited offensively. Okay. Because they're asking all these guys to, like, be, like, exceed their own expectations. Okay. Like, you got bench guards, McDermott's leading you in scoring. Uh, every time I watch him, Justin Holiday throws shots up like he's Klay Thompson. Yeah, he does. And I talked about this death. last time we mentioned them. Is it's it's way too of like a everybody eats scenario over there. He was two for thirteen, by the way. Like, come on! <laughs> you're the backup yeah. guard, dude. If you if you're like two for eight, reel it in, bro. Get a yeah. layup. Get some free throws. Yeah, he was two for eleven the game before that. That's crazy. yeah, and and that's my thing with them is they they do this like everybody eats, you know, we'll feed whoever is playing well, but that that doesn't sustain good offense.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And Lavert is finally a guy where now when everybody eats and now all of a sudden we're going hungry because nobody's eating, Lavert will take care of it. Mm, yeah. Like, Sabonis can't do that. Uh, Brogdon obviously can't do that. And they're both really good players. Right. But LaVert is just like a different... He gives them that, like, hooper that they've been missing. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm very excited to see them with LaVert. I think they could be much better. Okay. Okay. I was just curious. But as far... Like, I agree. As far as, like, a, like a roster move... Yeah. I don't know what they could do to, like... I thought the Ola Depot for Lavert was perfect.
1: Well, it's, it's not that I don't think that um, their roster is good. I think their roster is really good as far as what they do. I, it's not like, you know, top five rosters, but it's a good roster for them. But I, I can't... I would think that any addition, any further addition or subtraction makes them worse. Unless it's like you know unless it's like getting durant or somebody like getting someone ridiculous anyone else unless they're getting a superstar i don't think that they get better with any other roster move they make that's what i'm saying
0: i just think the way the way the league is playing like if to me if i look at how you could score 140 points in a game yeah if i get skeptical about like whether you could really do that or not uh-huh. Uh, for example, I'll give you a, a regular player who I think could make them way better, Terrence Ross. Uh huh. <laughs> now instead of Justin Holiday going two for thirteen, two for eleven, Terrence Ross could do that. Right. And I'm the difference is I'm okay with Terrence Ross doing that, because Terrence Ross could also give me thirty. Yeah. Justin Holiday's, you know, he's gonna throw up the same shots every night. Right so that's 25 it right it's just it's just explosive scoring that they're always missing yeah i gotcha. even with like oladipo at his peak some for some reason it felt like they were missing that yeah yeah
1: oladipo i think for them was just he just handled the ball way too long yes he had the ball for way too many seconds and it just really took them out of the game and that's something you're not going to get from Ross for sure, or Lavert,
0: really. Yeah, and Lavert is. Brooklyn has Lavert used to having the ball a lot. Yeah. yeah. And that's another thing where the Pacers, every time somebody has to have the ball more than everybody, it's just. It's stiff. Yeah.
1: Lavert has been in. I mean, he's had a chance to be in both worlds. Of exactly. not having the ball long and having the ball long,
0: And he thrived both ways. Yeah.
1: Yep. Okay. Uh, you said you wanted to mention Dallas.
0: Dallas is the other team I've noticed playing much better. Okay. And they're getting better and better because Porzingis is slowly getting back in form.
1: But, well, go ahead, go ahead.
0: Uh, the role players are settling into that. I don't know how they they do this so much better than, like, Houston did it with Harden and, and you know, other star players do it with their teams.
1: Pass? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well said, actually, yeah. <laughs> like, they, they can, at the same time, Luka's dominating every possession, they can also look like they're moving the ball really well.
1: Yeah, I know and, what you mean, yeah.
0: They're just getting, they're getting better and better with that. Yeah. Which is, you know, why they thrived at, at certain points last year, even without Perzingis. But I, I think if Perzingis could, you know, s- survive through a playoff run, mm-hmm. I think they could come out of the West. Mm. Okay. Are they disciplined enough to definitively come out the West? Probably not. Yeah. But they're explosive enough and capable enough to beat every Western Conference team.
1: Uh, yeah, I think they I definitely think their team is good enough to beat any Western Conference team. I definitely believe that. I don't know if Luka I I agree with you that they do look like Luka is playing amazing and and dominating the ball, but yet they are still moving the ball, but For some reason when Luca like sometimes when they are in challenging games, Luca feels like he has to play the hero game, which most players that are considered at his level do. Sometimes that doesn't work for them. And I can't really put a finger on why it doesn't work for them. It's not that Luca's not good enough, but it's like maybe the team Maybe the team hasn't gotten to the point where like other players are dangerous enough to the other team that they feel like they have to guard anybody but Luca. And then it does and then they have a hard time closing the games. But you know, unless Luca hits a game winner, which he can do, obviously. He's hit like three already. But um that would be my only concern in the playoffs. Cause it works against the Clippers that he hit the game winner, but then all the other games, they had a hard time closing the games out. Even in close games. I mean,
0: I still again, one thing they, they're getting more comfortable doing is trusting everybody in close games. Yeah, they are. L- they like Luca, you know, he's doing the LeBron thing of like if Kleber's wide open, I'll I'll get you the ball, bro. Yeah. And and Kleber's shown like, you know, I'll take him, I'll I'll knock him down.
1: Yeah, he, he's hit some big shots
0: and that's one thing Dallas shows uh Dallas shows a very good example of trusting the the guys you like commit to. Mm-hmm. Cuz you know for for years every time I saw Finney Smith I was like, dude, why is he out there? Yeah. Same thing with Kleber for years. I'm like, dude, like I see what you're going for, but like, it's not it's, he's not going to fit. Mhm. And you trust the guy long enough to take open shots, he's going to start knocking him down. Yeah. And, and that's what Finney Smith and Kleber do. And, and, you know, this is kind of a personal thing. We talk about, you know, Luca seemingly being like an easy scouting report. Yeah. Yet teams just, like, can't figure him out. Yeah. It, like, Brunson is looking like the same thing. Yeah. Like, dude, I, we know he's going left. We know he's, you know, he's going to try to blow past you or he'll give you, like, a stutter. Yeah, but, he doesn't God, have a lot of
1: moves in his arsenal.
0: Not at all, and yet he looks like Lou Williams out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> like the last month, he's been their sixth man, and like you know, just just thinking about that, I'd be like, "That's why are you doing that?" He looks like DJ Augustine. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Yeah. it's to his credit, man. He's been just. He's not like he's not forced it. No, he hasn't. Like, Brunson has just gone with, you know, we're moving the ball, I'm going to be aggressive and make shit happen. Brunson's one of those guys that
1: almost can't have a bad game. Like, you can't say he played terrible. He either Maybe he shot bad, but overall, it's like he does so much of the right things and doesn't force anything. He's either just not there or he plays well. He doesn't have any of those games where I'm like, man, Brunson was garbage tonight
0: and that's one thing i love about dallas offensively yeah is like you know tim hardaway jr is a big piece for them but he he only has two levels he's either making shots or he's missing shots yeah and and that's all their role players other than you know the two stars they just either make or miss good shots yeah uh and it kind of It keeps them. It it limits the decision making to the guys that should be making most of the decisions.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: You're right about that. I still, I still question their defense, though.
1: Yeah, I I do too because at times they look really undersized, even with Porzingis out there.
0: Yes, they rebound. Um, They rebound like soft, really soft. Clever
1: really can't guard anybody.
0: um he can't he can't guard people for like long stretches of time yeah
1: right he can guard someone on one play then the next play down yeah. just go right back at him and you got an easy bucket
0: I hate I hate how athletic he is for like no reason <laughs> yeah he's he's like a 3 a d guy but they constantly find backdoor lobs for him yeah. It's yep. so annoying, but, but like, also
1: if you're not paying attention, he'll randomly go pin you on the glass.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Him and him and Fitty Smith, like when they get those guys playing well, they're they're like an elite team, top to bottom.
1: Yeah, they are. Yeah, you're right.
0: And the fact that they've found ways to get those guys to play well, again, it, it just speaks to Rick Carlisle's greatness.
1: Yeah. Rick Carlisle is the only dude who could just sit, sit like good players. Well, I won't say good players, but someone can have a good game and he'll sit them the next game, just to like try somebody else. Yeah. Like, um, uh, Wes Iwundu was playing well for them at times. Then all of a sudden he just wasn't playing at
0: all, for like you know a long stretch of games. Um, they do the same shit with James Johnson. Yeah. They'll throw him out there like, oh, oh, this team, I'm sure this team forgot about you, James. Go get him. <laughs> yeah. And he goes out there and, like, again, similar to Brunson, teams acting like he's like a unicorn. They can't figure him out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, he's just attacking bigs off the dribble and they're, like, clueless all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> and he's getting, like, random ass and ones and free throws. And it's just... I don't know, man. Dallas is very simple and yet very effective, which I really like from them.
1: James Johnson does that same double inside out spin on everybody. (laughs) No matter what size you are. And it works. (laughs) Yeah, it does. So annoying. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Alright. What else have we seen in the league? I want to, you know, I hate to be negative, but A lot of people, you know, saw Anthony Edwards uh, getting his career high and were like, wow, like, he's, you know, breaking out. Dude, that was some of the worst individual defense I've ever seen out of a basketball team. Who was
1: guarding him? (sighs) Everybody?
0: Everybody. But the, the problem is, and a lot of teams have done this to Melo, they attack him out of pick and rolls. He was going at Mellow every time. <laughs> he was dude. He was get he was getting the mellow switch and literally clearing it out. That's crazy. He did it. I I saw I think six buckets just off of, oh, mellows on me. Forget the offense. I got this. <laughs> and it was just like ruthless. like it was try, you know, he'll blow past him, dunk. He'll rise up in his eye, hit a shot, do the do the mellow celebration right in his face. <laughs> <laughs> it was dude, mellow Mello. Mello it, for some reason like his whole career he, it looks like it hurts for him to get low on defense. It does. Like mellow on offense, he looks smooth, like you know, he's got the guard skills, the touch. And then on defense, he looks like LaMarcus Aldridge a lot of the time.
1: What was funny about the Blazers? Sometimes, Lillard has to be like the big brother when the when the rest of the team is his little brother getting bullied, <laughs> and Dame has to come back on offense and like make up for everybody yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by being crazy, spectacular, and like but really hey, being man. a killer.
0: Huh? That's that's just that worries me as far as the Blazers go, though, because you know the Lakers are gonna do that, of course. So yeah. they're gonna have to, in the way they rely on Mello's bench scoring, it's it's not as much, but it's similar to like how Clarkson has like hid a lot of Utah's problems. Yeah, Melo's doing the same thing for Portland's depth. But the and, but the problem
1: is, I mean, the reason why it's worse for Portland is because they have guys that don't need to that they don't need that. Like Rodney Hood, think, where are you? You would think. Ronnie Hood would be the best player off the bench On the Jazz Other than Clarkson Easily um, And you'd notice it I mean, Simons probably would be the best guy off the bench Other than Clarkson there And Simons, Little and Hood g- Give them nothing Especially when Derrick Jones Jr. goes for zero As a starter Then Hood, Little and Simons You know
0: Combine for like 12 yeah, fourteen. No. Come on, man,
1: that's not gonna work. No, it's not. And the thing, the thing is, I try not to be too critical about the Blazers because again, they're still missing three starters. But it it just gets to a point where like, man, can Lillard get any help? Uh, but it just looks hopeless. They're missing about, uh, you know, thirty plus average points with the three starters out. So, I get it's tough, but they need to keep that playoff spot, man. They need to, because that's the that's their only chance of having those three guys back this year. Collins, McConnell, and... Um, um, Collins, McCollum, and Nurkic.
0: But... Yeah. I mean, Collins is nothing to me. Like, he's... if You know, he's not like somebody you're missing and struggling without.
1: Well... They struggled defensively without him, though. Because he was there...
0: They struggled defensively with him, so...
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. But he was there like... Uh... He was there like... um I'm trying to think of a of a player. Well, he was there starting... Center that Nurkic couldn't guard. Defensive player. Uh,
0: that's fair, yeah.
1: And, I mean, he was just strong. Just He was just their strong starter. But now, I mean, Derek Jones Jr. cannot guard bigs at all. I'm done seeing it. He doesn't block their shots. All he does is foul them. It's like an easy to the line every time he gets posted up by uh, a semi-talented big. And Cantor plays, I think Cantor plays really good big defense, but he's only out there for, he can only stay out there for so long.
0: Because all the guards pick on him. (laughs) Yes.
1: Right. And then all the guards pick on Nurkic, whose feet or, you know, he has too weights left, in his shoes. Two left feet. <laughs> yeah. And then um, Collins was that next guy who could stay in front of a guard a little bit and also be really strong for the centers. I like you know, how he hacked,
0: guys. That's I'll give you that. But that's not like if that's my biggest praise, you're not doing much out there. <laughs> he was almost like their Millsap to me. <laughs> For Denver. I, I don't know, man. I The reason I, I mentioned hopelessness for Portland is because last year, like, they were big. And yeah. when they went up against the Lakers, they looked tiny. Yeah. Like, you have, what, three, four, seven-footers, and you can't rebound at all. Yeah. And now, now you know, Derrick Jones Jr. has to make up for that. Well they have Canter now too. They didn't have Cantor last but, year. But Cantor Cantor is like his own his impact is, is like different from just team rebounding. Yeah. It like is. Cantor gives you that like offensive glass physicality. Yeah. They they just they they're too soft to rebound as a team. Yeah. And the mellow
1: get the F out of here is gone.
0: Dude Dude, Those Jokic, days are over. <laughs> Jokic, if they have to play Denver, in the like, Jokic has the possibility if he gets the right matchup every round, he'll average, like, 40-plus through the whole playoffs. I don't think... Well, you mean scoring-wise? Just... Yes. Like, ISO-wise? Just scoring-wise, because, like, he... Playing Portland, he'll get good shots for 48 minutes every game. Oh, yeah, yeah. He will. Or however many minutes, you know... 30, 30, 35 minutes, let's say. Yeah, I agree with the, that. Clippers, he's getting great shots all game. On Ibaka? Absolutely.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Bro, Ibaka has notoriously struggled his whole career with skilled overseas bigs. You're right. Do, do you not? I still have, like, I still have nightmares about how Dirk used to do him dirty. Oh, but. You know, that's Dirk. It's a different animal. Yeah. <laughs> but but Jokic's like Jokic's creativity is very similar. It's very skill based. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very like crafty, not athletic reliant. Ibaka's defense has no
1: like I'm not gonna say he has no IQ, but his defense uses no IQ. Yes. It's just like oh there's a ball that let alive. me get it.
0: Jokic is gonna eat that alive. Yeah, he will. You're right. Uh, you look at, like, the Suns, you know, Aiton maybe one day could guard him, but it ain't today. He'll foul out. Foul out for at least five of the seven games if it goes that far. I agree. So it's just to me, and, you know, Marcus Saul, that's, you know, is that the Lakers' answer? No. And we already saw what he does to Gobert. Exactly. <laughs> so you, literally you go down, and, and I mean, Dallas, that's the light work. But, but that's just him being the best center in the West. But it's 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 more so like last year the Lakers had answers for him. Yeah, yeah. You know the Clippers the Clippers at least had offensive answers for him. Yeah, they did. Because now now he's playing the Clippers. He doesn't have to. He, you know before Montrezl could at least go back at you. Yeah. Now who's going Ibaka's going back at him? No. No. I mean, we don't care if Ibaka makes five shots. That's okay. Right. <laughs> So it's it's just the same. I, I, and going back to Portland, a lot of these teams have established that they're they're not going to commit to the the big man aspects of the game. Mm-hmm. And when they when the shooting percentages drop, like they drop every time in the playoffs. Yeah. You know we're going to be fishing for answers when it's right there in front of us. Right. So that, that's why I'm hopeless. I'm. I've I've completely losing faith in Portland.
1: If if Nurkic comes back and does the same thing he did last season, I'll completely agree with you. I'll come back and I'll be the we'll spend the whole podcast talking about how much I agree with you. But they have hope that Nurkic is going to be good. But if he comes back and does exactly what he did against the Lakers, Portland it may be too hard to even stomach
0: to watch for me. Dude, he they won through the uh, through the like the bubble regular season. Yeah. They won in spite of him. I know. Uh and I just maybe he comes back and takes slightly better shots. But injuries shouldn't make you dumber like cuz as, as far as basketball IQ goes. Right. And that's what I that's what killed me about it last year is just the the IQ was nowhere.
1: If he, if he doesn't play well this season, they should trade him immediately. No team will want him because he gets hurt all the time. But i take Steven Adams over him. Easily.
0: Yeah, a lot of that is just, you know, I just wish a lot of these role players would know their role better, if anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, that also comes to coaching. We've talked about that a lot.
0: That doesn't, I'm going to be honest, I don't, as as far as like coaching and adjustments and just scheme changes, I don't see any of that in Portland. I don't either. Like they just, they lose, win, get blown out or blow the other team out. They play the exact same way every night. Yeah, they do. And it's been that way since Lillard was like started being great.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, Let's see, what else else we got in the league?
0: I I wanted to to give the Hawks some credit for for knocking out a couple wins in a row. Yeah. But I need to see a little bit more from them. Yeah, new coach. Uh, They're getting healthy, we mentioned, I think. But again, I I had very high hopes for them to start the year. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see if they have their whole roster. Can they at least approach those hopes?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I I think they did too, right? And it wasn't there. They made a coaching change. Good coach, Nate McMillan, very experienced coach. Uh, they, They got the Rockets in the dunder. I mean, you might as well praise them now. I I need it's, like another
0: five games. Oh, Okay, cause I, was I don't to need say, them those to, are two easy dubs. Right, I I don't need them to win the next five, but I, I I'm I hope I'm hoping I could catch them playing once just to see what what's going well for them.
1: Dang, they got a they got a tough stretch after that. Lakers, Clippers, Kings, Warriors, Nuggets, Suns, Spurs.
0: See, like if they can knock out a couple wins in that stretch, all
1: basically all playoff teams, other than the sounds- Kings.
0: Sacramento is definitely not, but yeah, I'm with you. I, I if if they can knock out a good, if they could go 500 during that little like six game stretch of tough teams, yeah, uh, like and they're they're the type of team who'll beat the Clippers one night and then get spanked by Sacramento the next night. Yeah, they are. So I they I gotta see some kind of consistency if they want to get like contender or at least playoff respect.
1: Who who will you give the credit to? Will you give it to? Nate McMillan, or will you give it to the team? Um, and they they I, just beat the I, Kings by twenty on Saturday. I want to.
0: I, wanna, I wonder, That's why I want to see them because I'm not sure. I got to see what the adjustments have been. Okay. Because a lot of the stuff, a lot of the problems was just, uh, like we we credit. I think you gave credit for guys kind of you know getting better and taking good shots, like yeah, uh, like a Cam Reddish, yeah, or Hunter. Yeah. Uh, like, they lost Hunter, but then Reddish, like, fell off a cliff.
1: Yeah. He he did something to his Achilles. I don't know how long he's going to be out.
0: So they've they just been hammered by injuries, man. Yeah.
1: Bogdanovich I mean, just came back, and he's still yeah, not but, consistent at all.
0: Yeah. Gallinari still looks like he's recovering from knee surgery. I feel like he's going to look like that the rest of his career.
1: <laughs> like Blake.
0: <laughs> yeah, but Gallinari, like, he learned to pl- how to play without athleticism yeah, before, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, but, like, Rondo has missed time for them. You know, uh, Capella, you see when Capella plays, they're much better.
1: Yeah, they are. Yeah.
0: Because they have a real rim protector to now the guards don't have to be great on both ends. Yeah. Uh, and Capella, to his credit, was just giving them monster production. Yeah. But, again, I, I want to see them before I really get into depth What what's going on over there.
1: Yeah, and Chris Dunn, we still haven't seen him yet at all. Because um, they still really don't have a backup point guard. They've been using... Um, who have they been using? Rondo sometimes? Oh, Brandon Goodwin from Florida Gulf Coast. Shout out to him. But uh, they still don't really have their backup point guards yet. And Trey is still playing a lot of minutes against some good point guards. I don't want Trey guarding De'Aaron Fox for 40 minutes. I, I don't want that.
0: No, I'm with you. I, I They also have to figure out how to, like, balance uh, who creates shots. Like, I understand Trey Young should create most of the shots. hmm But they play like he should, a lot of times, like he should create all of the shots. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, you look at Dallas as the perfect blueprint. Luke, it doesn't have to be the case.
1: Right. Yeah, and, and, I mean, and part of that is they don't have a lot of those kind of guards. Right. They don't. Like, Dallas does have a Burt Brunson. Um, Josh Richardson can, you know, bring the ball up sometimes. James Johnson plays the point sometimes if he has to.
0: Point something.
1: Yeah, but the Hawks, man... I I agree with you, and it is because their roster is just limited in playmakers. Bogdanovich yeah. tries to a little bit, but, you know, Tony Snell, please, God, no.
0: Yeah, I've seen enough of that.
1: Gallinari I don't like when he tries to create. Sol- Solomon Hill has been getting consistent minutes for them. Yeah, they need to get back the injuries.
0: Yeah, wasn't, in, what's in, uh, no. I don't know, they just it's it's hard. They they haven't been consistent at anything because their roster has changed like every week. Yeah. So I, I give them a slight pass considering they're a young team. They just you know, they just put a lot of these pieces together, so yep. you definitely gotta give that time.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh real quick, does Lamarcus Aldridge help anyone in the league? No. Not not a soul?
0: Not a soul. <laughs> He should retire? Yeah. Okay. Uh John Collins man, there's a lot of these guys I'm hearing about like potentially being trade targets. Yeah. Boston, John Collins is another candidate. Go get him.
1: They'd have to give up a lot for John Collins, though.
0: Yeah, I always forget Boston like doesn't have that much to give up unless it's maybe picks. <laughs>
1: Right, and I think they even gave up some of those already.
0: Yeah, that's true. When is the deadline? Is is it... 26th, maybe?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. 25th, 25th. 25th. Um, So we got, you know, next podcast we should see what's going on because it's getting close, and Drummond is still where he is. Uh, Love is still in Cleveland. He's healthier now, I guess, but... um, You know, Aldridge, there's guys that got to move. They got to move. So we'll see. Oladipo's on the block, possibly to the Warriors. That might be kind of wacky.
0: Hey, the Rockets, by the way, you know, not to prove your point further, putting putting Kevin Porter in the G League. I
1: don't know. What are you doing? What were they
0: thinking? Two games, two games, and he is, he looks like your best player. <laughs> he was averaging a triple double in the G League at one point. Like two over game, five like, games. He, he couldn't get a practice or two to like show that, oh yeah, you know, if I play, I'm one of your best players. Yeah. I know he got in trouble in Cleveland, but like, okay, uh, Miami I got a guy who just got in trouble a week that's all he's gonna be missing yeah but and the, his trouble was much worse in my opinion
1: but the thing is wasn't but Kevin Porter's trouble wasn't even in Houston
0: it was in Cleveland
1: yeah so it's like all right it, I thought his punishment was getting traded <laughs>
0: all right that's what I'm saying I don't understand like he you had to have seen him play in who the, who the hell thought it was a smart idea? Oh, yeah, let's put him... He's got to develop more.
1: Right. First game down there, triple-double.
0: Second game, huh? triple-double. Next he game, come, 30-something. Dude, he comes in his... Again, his first two games, you know, I, I'm not imagining he's going to start getting you wins, but he looks like one of your best players. Yeah. Like, effortlessly.
1: And him and Wall... I mean they haven't played together yet right I don't think so but the imagination is there they would look like they could be crazy
0: I, I don't know dude I don't want to rant about Houston again but like they're they're like allergic to good decisions at this point
1: I know man. Morey, what the hell is going on Maury deserves more credit than I thought he did because <laughs> for sure they haven't done anything
0: right since he left yeah, Maury, since Maury left, they've looked like a clueless organization. Yeah. It's bizarre.
1: Yeah. Uh, and shout out to Eric Gordon. Hopefully he comes back. And know. Philly,
0: by the way, looks... Philly looks great, man. I know, like, I watched Embiid get hurt. Yeah. And in years past, you know, oh, Embiid goes out, this team is going to struggle. Yeah. That's not the case now.
1: Right. Yeah,
0: dude, th- this team plays like a like a legit contender.
1: They do. They look so focused on the court now. Yes, and that's something I probably never would have said about them.
0: I just, I man, like I really enjoy seeing how they get everybody shots. Yeah. For so long, man. For so long, I talked about Tobias Harris. Like, it's like they make him look bad. Uh huh. A lot of times, where it's like it's, he's just kind of not involved, and he has to force himself to get involved. Yep. And now they're play, even when Embiid was there, when Simmons is there, they play like Tobias is a mismatch. Yeah, you're right. And they seek him out. They seek out shots for him, and it, you chose. Yeah. Uh, I just think they're clicking in every every good way. I can't really picture any Eastern team beating them right now. Is uh, Ben Simmons the Defensive Player of the Year to you? Um, He's the most noticeable one. Okay. For sure. I mean, he's the only one that I've seen, like, change games with his defense.
1: Did I ask you before if you thought Marcus Smart, like, could possibly win the Defensive Player of the Year? Yeah,
0: we've talked about this. About guards? Yeah, and while I agree with you, it's just his impact will, like, it's hard for him to even have a chance at it his impact would have to be so like massive yeah he'd have to like lead
1: the league in steals yeah like but that. he'd
0: have to like be a top tier shot blocker you his uh like his defensive uh like the fancy deeper ratings yeah would have to be top tier which those those are always weird to me
1: yeah and uh, it's weird when you have some other guys who are pretty good defenders on your team It's hard for them, I think, to gauge that for guys
0: like Smart. Yeah. Um, And and Simmons, by the way, to his credit, is he's playing like a guard mm -hmm. while contending for a defensive player of the year. Yeah. Right. And I love his response to the Wizards. That Wizards commentator, by the way, I watched the game. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Yeah. Like... If anything, Simmons gets more credit for them having team success because he initiates a lot of their team success.
1: Yeah, he does. He does.
0: So uh, the whole, like, him being overrated, you know, I I always focus on the fact that he doesn't even take shots, which is going to hurt them. Yeah. Uh, But to say he's overrated because of, like, how good Philly is, it makes no sense.
1: You know, he, to me, definitely – you know, I've called him overrated in the past. And I'm not saying he isn't overrated, but as overrated as the dude said he was, everyone knows he's a terrible shooter. Like, right. that's the that's the running joke at this point. But he's by far the engine on this 76ers 100%. he 100%. And,
0: he, and he's, like, committing more to that.
1: Yeah, and, you know, to me, I noticed they look way better when Embiid isn't there than when he isn't there. If, it, if it's just Embiid... You know, they look good, but Embiid has to like really dominate the game. But Simmons Embiid doesn't have to be there and Simmons
0: plays just as good as he always plays and the team looks just as good. Yeah. And and, and I haven't I haven't really seen like Embiid and Simmons having excessive chemistry. Yeah. But they've put other, like they've put guys around them that allow both of them to thrive at the same time. Yeah. Which I'm not sure whether I could really credit Doc Rivers like uh, just for a lot of the success they're they're having, mm-hmm. but I can tell you right now, Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is showing you what a night and day better coach he is than Brett Brown. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, he showed that the first month of the season. He he showed us that clearly. Brett Brown had to go. Yeah. And and I I love pretty much everything I'm seeing from them right now.
1: Yeah, I I think, yeah, I agree. He's not necessarily the reason for their success, but he has improved on how they play. He's changed the way they look as a team and yes. as a contender. Absolutely, yeah. Because I mean, they were always a top three, top four seed since Embiid and Simmons have been together. So they're always been good, but the- a,
0: a small part of me, uh, a small part of me, really wants them to play the Clippers in the finals. Just so, just so Doc can really m- m- give him a, a solid middle finger. <laughs> yeah, and beat them. I mean, Philly for to beat the Clippers.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of crazy. All the, you know, it's it worries me a little bit that Doc gets stale quick in his on his teams. It seems like, and maybe not stale isn't the word, but like things get volatile very fast when Doc is the coach. like the, yes, They're great for the first two or three years. Everywhere he goes, those first two or three years they're fantastic. Or every new team he has, the first run is really good but then after that it just starts to trickle down. The team chemistry goes down and down. Guys start hating Doc. They hate each other. So, I hope that doesn't happen with this team. Maybe because Overall, this is a younger team, probably youngest team he's had, from top to bottom. And um, you know these guys were together before him, but you know what we saw with that Celtics team—you know Rondo and Ray Allen—they don't still don't even go to each other's events. Pierce and Ray Allen—you know they all had that thing. Then Clippers, CP hates Doc Rivers, uh, Austin Rivers. Uh, Blake knocking the um, equipment manager out. All kinds of stuff was going on. And then obviously last year with Paul George, we see. So um, I I hope if Doc wants to coach a lot longer, I hope that this 76ers team doesn't get to that point. Because they've already had, you know, people have already whispered a little bit about Ben and Embiid not having chemistry. But um, I hope he does figure out a way for them to truly be dynamic.
0: You know, as far as the like the the issues and stuff, I, I'm with you. That does seem like a trend for Doc. Yeah. But as far as the play style goes, I I love that this team like this team has put together a cohesive team basketball and like stiff Joel Embiid dominance. Yeah. They have, and and it's like they've done either too much of one or the other in the past. Yes, uh, and clearly with Doc, they're they're finding a better balance. Yeah,
1: and, and and Doc has been able to like you you ever you know how in practice um, sometimes the coach, and I'm talking about us in practice, like we'll take one starter out of the. Starter and light up and put him on the defense and let the rest of the starters run the the play yeah, yeah. on the defense. It's like Doc has done so much better with that than Brett Brown because like the fact that Ben Simmons can get forty two and twelve, I think it was on Utah without Embiid there, there was zero chance of Brett Brown doing that. Hundred percent. Not on not on a team like Utah. Like Ben probably has done that, but on the best record team in the league. No way, no way.
0: Yeah. It's it's crazy to me. My my favorite thing that they've done is just like they're they've had depth and they've made it look like trash in the past. Mm-hmm. Now they have depth and they make it look like they have depth.
1: Yeah, and the like depth is just you know it's okay and it looks fine.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not you know top tier as far as the roster, but. They're they're finally Corkmoss looks like a legit 3-point specialist.
1: <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh
0: Shake Milton looks like the like the a slight you know six-man like ball handler kind of guy. Yeah. Uh and it works because again they they have a balance of everything that they do well.
1: And everybody comes in with energy and fire. Yes. yes. You know Dwight looks great off the bench still. And you know Dwight really still could be starting on some teams. The way yeah, he's
0: been he just—it's just he couldn't play like huge minutes. Right, right. But he definitely could start on most teams.
1: And Thybul is just Thybul just does everything. Whatever else they need yeah. to do, Diable
0: gets it done. Yeah, more teams need a Thybul. Yeah,
1: I I told you before, he reminds me a lot of um, prime Cephalosha when Cephalosha was at his peak, defense slashing. You know, hit open threes, and that's really all you need him to do. I don't need anything else from him. But, um, they look good, man. Even he got Mike Scott playing good minutes and playing well. Right. Yep. All right. Anything else for the league? Anything else pressing?
0: Uh, you know, Kawhi, Kawhi. thinking think in the inconsistencies are the problem. I'll just say, uh, you know, I think two star players having zero chemistry might be the problem. But yeah, who I'm not. Maybe Ty Lue knows better. Doc, Doc clearly didn't know shit. Yeah, I,
1: it's just a ticking. It's a ticking clock for when they split up. Really, they have zero yeah, they, chance of winning. This.
0: they fooled me. They fooled me with their ball movement. I kept trying to give them credit. For the the fact that they move the ball well, it's fluke. This year, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's fluke. They they're try. They, it's not that they're they're not bad defensively. T- it's teams don't respect them defensively,
1: which is insane. Because insane, they should be the most respected defense.
0: Yeah, it, mm-hmm. uh, your your two star players have no chemistry. Simmons and Embiid at least have some. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, your your two star players like they they look like they don't they literally don't speak to each other out of the games. Mm-hmm. They don't speak to each other in the games. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and on top of that, you now your lack of depth is starting to show. Yeah. Like as the seasons getting longer and more exhausting, and the games are starting to stack on each other. You know, guys are getting tired, missing time yeah y- you have no
1: depth you threw it all away Reggie Jackson cannot carry your bench it just it just I isn't mean, gonna happen
0: you know Jackson Hayes trying to end his career a lot of guys are gonna do that if Reggie Jackson's the rotation guy trying to take a charge
1: <laughs> I love Jackson Hayes so much <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: they should but, let him get away with that tech it's <laughs> right. He earned it. I just hate I hate that they've in, they invested all that money in Luke Kennard and like he's nowhere like he's useless. Yeah. yeah. Well, Detroit Detroit was making him look like a fucking elite like uh, like a JJ Redick type with less uh, less threes. Yeah. And and you bring him in and you're like he's like Klay Thompson that's forced to dribble. Him and D. Rose had fire chemistry Yes, and it he did. comes in And you are he's the guy you paid to boost your depth And he's literally done nothing And Marcus
1: Morris You know <laughs> I guess he's going to be in Space Jam next year Because <laughs> he, could, he does not know how to play basketball anymore at all
0: He he looked bad yesterday (laughs) He's looked bad the last few games I've seen him like who is this guy He like he's not This whole I don't know what's wrong With them but they They've like forgotten that Lou Willis Should be their third best player (laughs) They have Completely Because now like now Lou Willis Played bad for such a long stretch Of time yeah. Now you're like, other guys are touching the ball as much as him in the second unit. Yeah. And I could have told you, even with Lou Will playing well, that's trash.
1: <laughs> Ty Lewis moves to Terrence Mann getting 27
0: minutes. Dude, you know, I, I, I was excited about Terrence Mann coming in. Yeah. Never would I have imagined that some idiotic organization would force him into being a point guard. <laughs> Me too, man. Like what is that? What are we doing?
1: I know, it's crazy.
0: We can't we can't break the bank for Rondo or, or DJ Augustine, but we'll develop a guy who probably never played point guard in his life.
1: Dude <clears throat> Look at the listen to this um this depth chart. Like this is in order of how they came into the game and in an order of minutes. It's awful.
0: It's awful. Go ahead.
1: Obviously, Baca, Leonard, George, Batum, and Beverly started. But this is from most minutes to least, starting at most. Reggie Jackson, 23 minutes, 5 points. Marcus Morris, 23 minutes, 9 points. It was three threes. Terrence Mann, 16 minutes, 3 points. Zubash, 15 minutes, 9 points. I'm... How many guys? I'm five guys in. Lou Williams, 14 minutes, 14 points. Luke Kennard, 12 minutes, 8 points. Patrick Patterson, 11 minutes, 4 points. If they can't just look at this and say, well, why is Lou only getting 14 minutes and scoring a point a minute? Yet, we have Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris out there for, you know, 46 minutes combined. And... 14 points so it takes them 46 minutes 23 minutes each to score with Lucas score
0: in 14 minutes in the same the same amount of points you know yesterday yesterday was a perfect example of why and this is just from yesterday I think Ty Lue's a bad coach (laughs) because clearly taking Lou Will out uh, in the first half the way he did it showed like a Oh, we we can't guard, and it's Lou Will's fault. Yeah, you can't like you couldn't guard whether Lou Will was out there or not. Right. So this like you might as well keep Lou out there so your offense can keep up. Maybe if Lou Will played twenty five thirty minutes, you might have put up one forty.
1: Everybody off the Pelicans bench was eating.
0: Dude, the Pelicans look like they've been great all year. The Pelicans look like a contender last night. I I just I don't understand like Kawhi Leonard does the, these most random you know, we get these random sound bites from him of him like acknowledging the team's problems. Yeah. But there's never like I never see Kawhi adjusting his own game to fix any of their problems. Right. You ever see like when LeBron is like has an awful game or even if his stats look good, but he really had an awful game, he comes out the next night like a different animal. Yeah. You know, a lot of times you saw with Kobe. When Kobe had a bad shooting night, he came out getting layups and free throws the next night. Yeah. A lot of, you know, even like a Gilbert Arenas, you know, Dame does things like that.
2: Yeah.
0: Kawhi Leonard is like is literally an on-court robot, but off the court now he's he could tell us about all their problems. Yeah. Like, dude, you're you're a one-trick pump pony, bro. You do the same thing. Yeah. It's like everybody... Reggie Jackson has to change his game, feed you better. He has to be a real point guard. He has to take charges and not get posterized. But you, you know, you can't take a challenge and guard anybody, apparently.
1: I haven't seen Kawhi lock up a soul this season. A
0: soul? Nobody. Paul George. Paul George, who two years ago, three years ago... I was looking at, whoa, is this guy a defensive player of the year? Yeah. I I look at him now, and he literally, he's running around on offense, but guarding a, a guy on defense? No, I can't do that. Right. I can't do that because I'm spending all my energy playing like Ray Allen, apparently. <laughs> this guy, yo, this guy has to look, he has to watch Damian Lillard light up the all-star game for him to be like, oh, maybe... Maybe him sending me home years ago wasn't a bad shot after all. Yeah. Really, PG? Now, now you want to tell what everybody's been knowing since the shot?
1: Right. Yeah. You
0: know, again, self-awareness, that's nice, but this team has two of the, the worst leaders I've ever seen.
1: Let me ask you something, and this isn't a shot to our LA listeners at all. But are any of the L.A. guys good leaders?
0: <laughs> I mean, LeBron, LeBron's an, a good on-court leader.
1: No, I mean L.A. born guys.
0: Oh, oh man. That's... Where are we at? We got Harden, no. Westbrook. No. Kawhi. No. Paul George. <laughs> no.
1: Who else is from L.A.? Um
0: I mean Kevin Love was an LA guy. Didn't really lead Minnesota much. No. Uh I can't really Demar DeRozan's an LA guy, not much of a leader.
1: He's the best out of the ones we said though.
0: But he just now like he just now or maybe like last year. Yeah, yeah. started leading.
1: Right. He but he decided to learn. That's the one thing that separates him from the other guys other guys have no it took him a long
0: time i'd give him more credit if it didn't take him like a decade of career yeah right uh but hey i'm with you man (laughs) hey i'm just just saying
1: no no offense to the our la listeners but hey
0: (laughs) it's just i like you know a lot of the other guys like i know harden's flaws i know westbrook's flaws with Kawhi and pg they try to make it seem like their flaws aren't actually flaws
1: their personality flaws or their game flaws both okay yeah
0: and it's just bad it's bad that this team everything on this team is held accountable except the star players yep that was a great shot again it's nice to be self-aware but pg shut up bro Please just stop.
1: Yeah, I he didn't have to comment on that. Like we we know now. Like it's, like, it's okay. Like
0: yo, nothing, Dame. Like as if what Dame did in the All Star game surprised anybody that's been watching Damian Lillard.
1: Right. That that's the part that kind of annoyed me is like he's like <laughs> like you said, it's like he just realized it at the All Star game. That's the part that was really whack about it to me. But. Hopefully, uh, I hope they do split up, man. Because I'm, I'm just tired of seeing them together, actually, to, to be honest. If I want to be frank about it, I'm just sick of seeing the Clippers together.
0: I just, I remember having all these dreams about, like, how fire they could be together. Uh, yeah. And, and none of those dreams have come to, to pass to reality. <laughs> Not one. Not one.
1: Yeah. All right, uh, let's go to music. Well, other stuff. Did you hear any new music? Anything special?
0: Uh, hey, that Earth Gang and Wale track. Yeah. Fire. Really fire. Yeah. Super. And, and as soon as I saw the 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 collab, I was like, oh, this this is a great collab right here.
1: Earth Gang is, I mean, they've taken a huge step forward as far as um into the mainstream like they people are recognizing the name now finally yes and they spent a lot a long time underground i would say i guess not much longer than other artists but longer than many people know i should say yeah really good track
0: what else uh did did uh what's her name Wow, Janae Iko, she she put out something, right? Um, oh no, she put out her first mixtape, re-released it uh, from way back. Oh, uh, okay.
1: Yeah, from like uh, uh 20, man.
0: Yeah, sailing uh souls, is that what it was? Yeah, from like 2011, uh, maybe. I, I didn't really see anything new that I wanted to listen to. I'm gonna be honest. Me either. Me either. Uh, it's just like it's just bland stuff. Like nothing exciting is coming out.
1: Yeah, they're they're waiting because we're really close to where we can where they can probably tour and perform live more.
0: Yeah, we're we're getting to that point. I'm hoping.
1: <laughs> a few setbacks, but yeah, spring break is a big setback.
0: By the way. Hey, you remember last year Memorial Day? Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my god, it's gonna be rough.
1: I, I've been hearing, um, St. Patrick's Day is...
0: Oh god, <laughs> oh god. They didn't, they didn't change anything. Yo, I'm hiding in the house for another six months at minimum.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's bad. No, but
0: I, I don't know, have you heard anything new though? I haven't really heard anything.
1: No, I haven't heard any, um... I haven't heard any projects, just, you know, just a few singles here and there, but nothing by any of the huge artists, unfortunately. Um, but I do
0: have to say this, man.
1: The Grammys I'm over it now.
0: W- hey, I'll just start with this. Tre- Trevor Noah as host. That was a L. <laughs> Was it? And I like Trevor Noah a lot, bro. I watch yeah. you know, I watch the Daily Show a ton. I watched the clips on YouTube a ton. Yeah. He's funny to me. Like I, I've even seen some of the he has a stand up on Netflix. Yeah, the
1: stand up's pretty good. Uh,
0: yeah. But this I don't know, bro. I don't know if it was the jokes. I don't know if it was just the way it was set up. I, it was just cringe to me. To me it was almost
1: like the small setting thing they did, the little rooftop thing, yeah, it was almost too small for his jokes, <clears throat> like I feel like Hell. his jokes would have been better at like a bigger on a bigger stage, but it was almost like, all right, yeah. we have twelve people here, and you you're making a joke, and like only two of us think it's funny, like the percentage game made it seem so much more dry to me, yeah. <laughs> because it was like crickets a lot of times
0: (laughs) yes i was just like bro like okay let's let's just go from like award to award or you know whatever you're talking about i don't need the the jabs even the jokes that i thought were funny
1: no one else left that there (laughs) were awkward as hell
0: And, I, I just think I just think it was the setting man I, Cause again like everything else I've seen him in He's funny
1: Yeah and there was some stuff where I was like man that was pretty funny But like he didn't get anything for that Even nah. stuff that I didn't personally laugh at I'm like oh yeah that's pretty funny Somebody would laugh at that And nobody was laughing <laughs> And then the masks You can't even see if anyone's smiling at it So it was like It was bad yeah
0: It was just a bad setting for comedy It was yeah and and it showed <laughs> like it just Trevor Noah couldn't hide it. Yeah,
1: and, and the thing is, he is a little. His comedy is a little over the head, like over that setting. Like maybe a Ryan Seacrest little dry joke here and there would have worked yeah, there.
0: Would have fit better. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but the you're right. It was an L. It was an L. You're right. Um. Aside from that, like. The only thing I don't like about the Grammys Is that it really It's so far away from what The average person knows And listens to That it gets to the point It loses its credibility Because if this If no one believes That someone deserves it But It's like this elite group That knows the song That picks it It kind of Ruins the credibility for everybody else, you know. Because are like, well, everyone compl- knows it's, this it's song the
0: credibility. It's it's just the credibility that they. It's like they kill it every year. Like they kill their own credibility every year.
1: Yeah, like, like best R and B songs: Beyonce, Black Parade, Tiana Major and Earth Gang collide. Chloe and Howley do it. Skip Marley and her slow down but yet they picked the one song that nobody knows. Everyone knows these four songs, but let's pick Robert Glasper and her Better Than I Imagined. It's like, I mean, I've heard it, but it's like, it's nowhere near. Collide was huge this year. Huge. And Slow you know,
0: Down is definitely a gem.
1: Slow Down is fire. And I hear Do It like every time I'm out and I don't want to hear it but I hear it and it, another thing is like the categories how they categorize people is getting just way out of hand um what is that one girl's name Brittany Howard I believe yeah so Brittany Howard is nominated for R&B performance Yes, but she's also she was also nominated for best alternative music album. She was nominated for best. uh, She won best rock song. And she was nominated for, like you, oh, best rock performance. And she was nominated for R and B award, like you said.
0: Yeah. Like, how are you? I just you look at the R and B album nominations and you see why the weekend got as offended as he did. <laughs> yeah. I mean come on. You know, no disrespect to these. I'm not saying these weren't all good albums, but the fact that the weekend's album doesn't belong on this list to, to these people is, is is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, I'm happy John Legends good album. I liked it. But Best R&B Album? It's, it wasn't better than Weekend's album. No, it wasn't. Uh, I mean, come on. He doesn't get a song. He he has the two or three of the top records of the year. Yeah. And he doesn't get an R&B song notification. But, but Black Parade, of course. Of course, no doubt. No doubt. Best Dance Recording?
1: I've never danced I
0: mean, to any. Of what are these we songs? talking about? You look at like just you know. I'm a pop guy, a casual pop guy. You you give Future Nostalgia the credit for the vocal album, okay? Forget you know it was the best pop album of the year. I, I'm not gonna get into that argument, right? <clears throat> but then for the duo performance or group performance, Dynamite doesn't win. <laughs> Huh? Yeah. Rain on me that came for about a month and went, and it was one of the most basics. It was good, a good radio song. Yeah. One of the most basic songs I've ever heard. Yeah. But dynamite, which is like a mega hit, which everybody loves. People who don't even know about this sound love it. Yep. And yeah, we'll, we'll nominate it, but that's we can't. That, that can't be the winner. What? Yeah, man. Again, I just I don't get it. You know, best new artist. You basically get Megan Thee Stallion had to win that, right? And then because really what nobody is a new artist at that point. Yeah, none of these other artists like nobody even knows them like anywhere near as much as Megan Thee Stallion.
1: Right, she just shouldn't been in there really. Right, There's a layup. Especially since right she won two or three other awards, so it's like.
0: Yeah, obvious. It's just like it's some of the basic stuff that they like I'm sorry, Chalambo by Janae Iiko was an album of the year. <laughs> really? Like come on. And weekends wasn't. <laughs> and weekends wasn't. Hollywood's Bleeding was an album of the year? Yeah. But the weekends wasn't? Yeah. Like, what are we talking about?
1: Yeah, man. I, you know, and I, I brought up the Brittany Howard thing because I don't know how she snuck into, like, three different genre s- of music categories, and you got these people who are dominating their genre that aren't in there. That's the part that blows my
0: mind. Like, like music is so open to interpretation and, and just how people see it. Yeah. And for them for them to not not do the absolute best to, like, specify the criteria for how... You know artists win yeah it's it's, it's it's why they lose credibility every year yeah and they also just
1: don't really break down exactly what stuff means yes because like best pop solo performance what does that mean
0: bro what is progressive r&b like what is that <laughs> i don't know man I really don't A traditional Okay traditional I could, You know I could let that slide you, you know I get it But
1: what do you but need pro- Traditional Progressive And best R&B album for
0: Yeah I don't know What do you need All of that for I mean God Dude The best rap performance Savage Really Yeah Every Every <laughs> other option In the nominees Is better Yeah Yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, and I'm Even cool Bob, with the winning Best Song because obviously it was big. But when I mean, performance,
0: yes, you're you're exactly right. Yeah, best best rap song, I have no problem. Yeah, because again, just like with Dynamite, I, I the popularity does account for you know how a song should be judged. Yeah, but the performance, Bob Bob was the baby's probably worst hit that I could think of in the last year and a half. And that was better to me.
1: <laughs> I agree. The bigger picture, I mean... And, and listen, I like An- Anderson pop, and Lockdown is a really cool song, but are you kidding me? Rockstar wasn't the best melodic rap performance of the year? I think it was. Or The Box. Roddy Rich. The- Deserve to go home with something in that category.
0: I'd, I'd give it to the box again because it sustained popularity all year. Yeah. Uh, you know, Rockstar was like a it was a big coming out party for the baby for me. Yeah. And it, it kind of after a little while, it got really popular. Yep. But you know, I just it's crazy that the box gets nominated, but they pick like a sleeper on that one like why why are you picking like the the sleeper picks on some of the categories and the basic politically correct picks on other categories
1: billy eilish got record of the year
0: i mean bro best rap album was king's disease
1: best rap album was just all those albums That was just the worst-picked category, in my opinion.
0: That, to me... Best rap album categories look like somebody looked at all the rap albums of the year and, again, picked the most, like, grammatically correct ones.
1: (laughs) Yeah. They picked... uh... I think they picked a lot of ones that... You know, like, they really did pick their gems and then just picked the one that people know Nas. Like, I guarantee... Half the people they ask don't know who D-Smoke is, who Royce the Five Nine is, barely who J-Electronica is, and definitely not who Freddie Gibbs is. Like, oh, Nas, I know that name. So let's, you know, like, they needed to give Nas one since he was nominated it, for, like, 15 that, that
0: album that Black Thought put out? Yeah. That didn't qualify? <laughs> Dude, we we can name a lot more albums than... That album, that album would literally, uh, in a, like a, in a basketball sense, eleven zip uh, every one of these other albums. <laughs> Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. I, one listen, and I could have told you that. Yeah. I, you know, of course, we'll we'll sneak in a Kanye dub, of course. You know, that's nice.
1: Yeah, and, and the. <sighs> Come on, man! Album of the year, folklore. That's what we doing. Apparently, can you tell me a song off folklore? Nah. Dua Lipa, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I know they, they. You came really deserve another that. fucking
0: category to give her a dub.
1: I want to write her an apology because she obviously. I mean talk about 11 zip <laughs> she 21 zip everyone in this hundred
0: yeah, 100 hollywood's bleeding makes the list like what are we talking about
1: bro i didn't even know coldplay had an album this year
0: no i did and it's good but you know i, I don't it's hard for me coldplay is i can't even like think of their their music on this kind of scale <laughs>
1: An Album of the year scale, yes,
0: yes, yeah. <laughs> but future nostalgia literally came in and like slapped me in the face, like, I'm the best album of the year. And then folklore, we got folklore instead, <laughs> okay.
1: Record of the year, album of the year, Dua Lipa.
0: I'm sorry, I will say, uh, pop, the pop solo performance, yeah, uh, no issue with that choice, yeah, definitely not. That was a good choice, yeah,
1: but I. I just don't know what that means. What does that mean?
0: I just, I guess, an individual pop song, I suppose. That's
1: whack. I mean, he, I don't have an issue with it because I like everything on there, but
0: um, that probably was the most competitive. Uh, but like, category. again, you 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 nail that one, and then the pop duo you throw away. Yeah. I mean, come on, that Lady Gaga and Ariana song. It was so basic. The fact that they're like, oh, I guess this is automatic dub.
1: Dude, this, just the stuff in here was terrible. I mean, all the other stuff in here other than Dynamite. The Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande song was so short-lived. Like, it was hot when it... Exactly. The week it, was it like came a, out.
0: Like two, three weeks. Yeah.
1: yeah. Dynamite is still going strong. <laughs> Hard, strong too. And I feel like if if I had a week I would come up with five better um, five better pop duos really just a day I'd come up with five better pop duos this year <clears throat> yeah man I don't I, it's hard for me to even imagine them fixing this because at this point like I said they, they're losing their credibility I mean,
0: D Smoke. D Smoke. J Electronica. That's trash. <laughs> That's trash. Get it out of here. What are we talking about? And how how come? Uh. I I
1: I don't understand how albums and songs can be in multiple genre categories. Like just like me personally when it comes to like the big scheme of things i do think people have songs from different categories from different genres that could be in the grammys but you can't like be in like four different categories like that just doesn't make any sense yeah you're right you can't find five songs better than someone who was in the rock album on the r&b category this doesn't make sense and when are they gonna acknowledge John Legend is making pop music? John Legend stopped making R&B music like three albums ago.
0: Yeah, Bigger Love wasn't the R&B win that he deserves.
1: Right. And that so, was a layup too. Luke James? Come on now. Then I, I mean, I like Luke James, but he's not winning over John Legend. I don't even have to hear the music to know that.
0: So... I just, there's a couple of these that are just... The rap performance kills me. Like, okay, forget the my picks. Deep Reverence wasn't a better performance than Savage. <laughs> are you are you What are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you, man. I'm with you, for sure. Literally, Lockdown of the Melodic Rap Performances... Melo- or lockdown would be the last one on my list of these five. I know all all the the other four all blew up at some point yeah lockdown lockdown was, just, was popular
1: lockdown was just cool it, it never blew up no it never blew up it was never hot it was lukewarm
0: <laughs> I mean the box was hot all year highest in the room was hot for like three months yep. uh laugh now cry later is still hot
1: yeah
0: I don't know when that came out it' been a minute but it's still hot. Yeah Rockstar's been hot for the last like seven months
1: And Rockstar plays on like every radio station So when you're saying like truly melodic rap And you had two people doing it That's the other thing It wasn't just like a solo melodic rap Like I feel like having multiple fire melodic rap performances on the same song Should give you a little bit of credit
0: like laugh now, cry later. Like I still bump when it comes on the radio.
1: Absolutely, that's probably why Drake doesn't even show up to these things anymore.
0: Right. Best rap
1: performance. Come on.
0: And then the the rap album. You just like you literally you you brutally you throw your credibility to the floor and you brutally stab it repeatedly. <laughs> Cause this rap album. Five list is so trash. Yeah, it is. It is. I I just like this shit makes me uh, not want to get into other genres because I'm sure if I listen to country music, I'd look at some of these like, what the hell is this? Absolutely. Same thing with like jazz and stuff. You know, rock, you know, a number of years ago, I would have been shitting on the rock categories, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They just was, they were just giving Fiona Apple everything she was nominated for.
0: I mean, I mean are you like Jesus is King really is the best in that category? <laughs> you know, ad- admittedly, admittedly, I don't know a lot about this category of music. Yeah. Uh, was it contemporary Christian or whatever? Yeah. Uh, but come on, I heard Jesus is, is King that doesn't sound like the best that genre has to offer okay
1: yeah i mean and you've heard i mean lecrae has been out there for a long time like exactly you're saying there's not just uh like there's other people making progressive gospel whatever it is contemporary christian there's other people doing it jesus king is not the only one out here making that kind of music
0: but, all right we spent enough time on this point is you know like i'll, I'll always have a reaction to their uh awards mm-hmm. but as far as like watching it or respecting their the outcome of their awards hell no
1: what's the difference between best latin pop and best tropical latin
0: Again, not my genre, but I I don't fucking know (laughs) off the top of my head. I I can't think of a difference. (laughs) What makes music tropical?
1: (laughs) I mean, it's their world. Yeah, man, I I don't get this. I'm sure the best reggae album probably would have been different, too. I think the dude from the group that won, I think he just recently passed,
0: so... I mean, I'll I'll just say this: whatever category WizKids uh, "Made in Lagos" album fits, should have won that category. It wasn't even in there, and not even in there. I guess we don't we don't listen to fire music, but we just you know we put together random awards.
1: Hard to believe Tiffany had won Best Comedy Album too, but I know that's that's out there, but still, <clears throat> wow. Billy Eilish won No Time to Die Best Written for Visual Media, and No Time to Die isn't even out yet. Nice. <laughs>
0: they just they're knocking it out as usual. <laughs> their their credibility resume is like if you're if you're hiring, you look at that resume, you ball it up, and you throw it in the trash.
1: Yeah. You're right.
0: Never think about it again.
1: You're right. <laughs> best album notes. What is
0: that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're moving on. I'm not even talking about best album notes. What is that, though? I don't know. Like, this is just a made-up category. <laughs> well.
1: <laughs> All right. Um...
0: See what what else we got. Um, I, I caught up on a little bit of movie movie stuff. Okay. Uh, Judas and the Black Priest. I think it's. I think it left this midnight. This past midnight. Yeah. Uh, so if you're still looking to watch it, it's off of HBO Max for now. I'm sure it'll be back at some point. Yeah,
1: they come back. Yeah.
0: Um, you yeah, watched I it? I will say, yeah. Okay, go ahead. I, And I I will say the biggest thing I was looking for is uh how daniel kaluuya and lakeith stanfield were gonna be yeah and they carried bro they were great they were like career defining great to me i like it and kaluuya kaluuya i was kind of expecting mm-hmm. Uh and he really like he he gives you something i've never seen from him he's he's pushing himself up into that upper echelon like you remember you remember the the criticism you had for Michael B Jordan of kind of just doing the same thing. Yeah. And like he's he he's incredible at it, but it's kind of the same note. Yeah. Uh Kaluuya gives you something brand new in this one, man.
1: That's good. That's really good.
0: And he he had like a depth to him that I didn't even think he could reach and and Lakeith Stanfield was probably the biggest shock to me. He was a shock. Like, you were
1: surprised at how I, good he was? I just
0: I was shocked at how good he was because the movie revolves around like his struggle obviously. Yeah. Uh and and he he just he he's never like he never overacts it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it's so natural, it's so realistic that I I just the movie was the movie was a, a really good watch. I mean, it's hard to watch at times, you know, I'm sure it'll make a lot of people uncomfortable, especially now. Yeah. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. Good. Yeah, it was really well done. Good. Uh, what else? You want to uh, break down WandaVision? Oh, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> you finished it? <laughs> no, I didn't finish it.
1: But. Oh,
0: should... dude. I... How many more episodes you got? Uh, Two. Okay. I want to save that for when you finish it. Okay, okay. And I think uh, by this time next week uh, f- probably the first episode of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier will come out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably just I'll probably watch that first episode just so we can have a quick reaction to it. Okay,
1: cool. Cool.
0: <clears throat> but definitely we definitely we're we're getting into spoilers with WandaVision for sure. All
1: right, cool. Well,
0: any other movies you catch? Uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. Oh, you watched that already? How was yeah, it? Yeah, I went to go check that out. Uh, it was good, man. It's good. It wasn't, you know, a dragon. Last thing I saw of dragons in animated stuff was, was "How I Train Your Dragon," <laughs> yeah. which is which is just a goaded trilogy of animated movies. Yeah, it is. Uh, but this movie's really good, man. The animation's crazy. the The fighting is really cool. Yeah. And and the story is is interesting. So I definitely. Just, I mean, don't pay money to see it, but. <laughs> Right. Uh, when it comes to like regular Disney Plus mm-hmm. that's that's a must watch for sure.
1: Okay. Okay, cool. Um uh,
0: anything else? Uh I watched dude there's this movie on Netflix called Extinction with uh Michael Peña. Mhm. Pa- hard pass it's awful it's kind of it's older right like last year yeah it's, it's for like a, a little while back like it's it, it's clean right like it's high quality as far as how it looks yeah one of the worst movies I've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: Mike Coulter's in there
0: too right yeah 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 oh dude yeah. It, in like normally normally bad performances uh, especially from good actors yeah Uh, I blame on the movie ninety five percent of the time. Uh Again, the movie's trash, but Michael Pena's performance is somehow in a like a trash level of its own. (laughs) Again, Michael Pena, who I love in almost everything he's in. Yeah, yeah, he's good. You know, he he takes dumb roles every now and then, but this was wow. He was awful. He
1: usually has really good range. You know? Yeah,
0: n- none of that here.
1: Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> That's funny. I haven't seen um. I'm trying to think, I, I really haven't seen anything new lately. Not this week, at least.
0: Uh, what's it called? Comes out in a couple of days. Jo- oh, Justice League is another one. The Snyder Cut. We uh, definitely talking about that.
1: Oh yeah, I'm right at that for sure. I can't wait yeah. for that. Dude, I. I guess I'm having a hard time understanding, like, they they made this, they already made all this? What do you mean? Like, this was the, this was supposed to be the original Justice League, and they just cut uh, so
0: much of it? Yeah, fucking Joss Whedon, bro. Dude, how, but it's like, <laughs> like a whole hour of another movie. Uh, exactly. And there's but- so
1: many, there's like four other villains in it. That's the part I, yeah. I'm like, how did this happen?
0: This is what happens. I always talk about this. When you go, instead of the, you, you don't build your characters through their own movies, you have to, you have to just jam pack them into one movie. Yeah. That's what happens. That's why like movies, that's why Batman v Superman had a, even though it was two hours, 45 minutes, had an ultimate edition that was another 45 minutes. Yeah. I'm sure there's more footage of that movie too. Yeah, it probably is. So I'm I'm not surprised by this, but this is DC trying to like make up for for being trash all those years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's pretty um it's pretty crazy also, like all the movies the superhero movies we're waiting for right now, like um Right. Uh Black Widow, uh The New Batman um, what else is supposed to? Be? Morbius is supposed to be out soon. Like, um, you know they got a lot of movies on the shelf from COVID.
0: Like, yeah, this summer might be. I'm hoping, nuts. I'm hoping, dude. There's Quiet Place Part Two, uh, Fast and Furious 100. Yeah. Uh, the James Bond movie looks cool. Yeah, and that's been done too. Right. I'm not sure if Fast and Furious is done. I assume it should be really close to at least, but yeah, it was supposed to come out, I think like this late in this spring,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: you know they're they like the May, yeah, uh <clears throat> the summer blockbuster time,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: but we'll see, man i'm I'm telling you now, when if they do get back to like putting this stuff out and movie theaters getting going. Yep. uh even if they still limit capacity which i'm i'm hoping they continue to do yeah uh I'll, I'll be right at all those movies
1: yeah me too i'm excited for it i'm excited for it all right well we
0: can close it out here uh we should be going video next oh, week
1: forwarded. yeah for sure for sure
0: i have i am now in possession of all the Tools I need to make that happen, so uh, we will we will get that going next week. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Uh,
0: where you want to go as a throwback? Any? Ooh.
1: I, actually, no. I'll, I'll hit the Janae. I hit the. I like it. Re-release. Um, this is higher off of Janae's Sailing Soul, which is new old music. And we'll see you guys next time. Actually, see us next time.